Hey, Wohos, welcome back to part two of Canada Week. If you're new to us, welcome. This is the podcast where we share our love of international horror. Fear is universal, but we are not afraid of subtitles. And on advice from my Canadian, we have dropped the disclaimer. I do want to mention, though, that we spoil almost everything and anything for Jackson, as we generally do spoil the films we discuss. Next week, we hope you'll come back as we kick off season four. It's my go first, and we are going to be looking at The Pool from Thailand, along with Crawl from the U.S. But for now, I hope you enjoy our discussion of Anything for Jackson. All right. Anything for Jackson, directed by Justin G. Dick, written by Keith Cooper, starring Sheila McCarthy, Julian Richings, Constantina Mantelos, Josh Curtis, Yannick Bisson. And it was released on September 1st, 2020, and has a running time of 97 minutes. So we start in the kitchen, and we just are introduced to this old couple, gorgeous kitchen. They're just having this sort of mundane chit-chat, but then (laughs) the mundanity is broken when they wrangle this woman upstairs and they are holding this woman captive for some reason. And she sees a little boy, Jackson, who says, Aloha means hello and goodbye, which I love that. Um, (laughs) um, Audrey reads out a statement to Shannon saying, yeah, we've kidnapped you. We're real sorry. But we like, <laughs> love the energy of this. This is the most Canadian thing in the world, by the way. This <laughs> statement from Audrey is ridiculous. So uh, she says, like, uh, but so I, I already mentioned this, but like, there's like a faux politeness to Canadian culture uh, where it feels like largely a performative thing. And the fact that she's reading this off is just like emblematic of that, where it's like, we're as Canadians pod people almost to a certain extent, like, like our smiles conceal true terror. And then after the end of her prepared statement, she's like, I'll gag you again. If I have to, she's <laughs> like, this is a, like a, a great opening to a movie. So far. Yes. yeah. And I mean, yeah, go yeah. ahead, Mac. I was just going to say like such a highlight of this film. And I feel like what makes it, works so well is just the complete energy from Audrey and Henry where like it definitely isn't this like oh they're innocent like oh oh I don't know how to do a kidnapping but they don't know how to do a kidnapping and, it's um, all so Canadian it's, it's, <laughs> this is the most Canadian uh, modern movie I think uh, you, you have uh, her prepared statement where it's like faux politeness you have a a bad reception scene somewhere. Every Canadian movie has to have a reception scene. It it doesn't matter how non-integral it is to the plot. We just have to have like a receptionist and the acting is bad. And like, you're like, does this need to be in the movie? Probably not, but we're in Canada. So it's probably got to be in the movie. Um, I don't like, I don't know. Uh, please continue on. I'm, uh, if, if you have any more questions about Canadian culture, I, I'll happily chime in. I'm fascinated by different yeah. cultures. So they want to um, see if the room is truly soundproof. So uh, Henry goes outside, and so she takes the Audrey takes the gag out of Shannon's 
mouth and she screams, but the room is completely soundproof. Audrey reveals that Jackson is dead and they need to bring him back. And he has already, you know, identified her as the conduit. That's why she can see him. And Shannon goes, Jesus. And Audrey says, Oh, please don't say that in this house. <laughs> and she's just such a well, doll. Wait. Oh, I was saying that I, I just love when Audrey, after they've done the test, um, she just says to her, like, nobody can hear you. Like, it's just is so helpless. Um, yeah. And I, I love their, I love her energy so much. Her and Henry's energy as unlikely kidnappers sells the whole thing to me. Okay. The only quibble, because I love them, is this old timey music with the Victrola. I don't, <laughs> this is not. The music that these oldies would be listening to. It's it's the same song that you hear in the beginning and that you hear in the end. And those are not the words that I know to that song. And that was really throwing me off. Does anyone else have any input on this? I can't recall the song that even plays to be completely honest with you guys. So I'm I'm very, I'm very interested. This is like music from like the like the 1910s or the 1920s. Like they would be listening to like early 70s jams. Like I, but that's a small quibble. I just, you know. Well, I have a question. Crazy song, but the words are changed to Henry. Is that yeah. what you're talking about? Yeah. That song. They're- Give me your answer, please. Mm-hmm. I'm half crazy. Yeah, but it's really like. <laughs> All the words are like just slightly different. <laughs> this so, could be a Canadian thing. <laughs> but and no, this might be, be. <laughs> this might be no, so maybe. you guys are like nobody would know this song, but you guys both know this song. <laughs> and the lyrics yeah, of this song. Like way older than you are, Stefan. So <laughs> I'm not, I'm not artist. I am a 36-year-old. Uh I I'm, I'm not Ju- Julian Richings age, granted, <laughs> but like both of you guys know the lyrics to the song, so it, you could surmise that potentially these these couple, Audrey and Henry, are also privy to this song as well as the well, lyrical content therein. I guess I ju- I think it was the director just trying to. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Telegraph <laughs> these people are old, <laughs> and it's like yeah, they're old, but. <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyway. so uh just just uh here, here's just like a practical response to that uh it's probably because it's in the public domain i imagine they can yeah, just like oh, use right. it like yeah. as, as a cheap person uh with with film it's like it's largely probably just because they can use it i don't know and maybe that has something to do with the reason that they changed the the yeah. wording too because they could if it was in public domain you know yeah. they could mess with it and make it Henry, although it doesn't make any sense that way. But I have to get off of this weird song. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Let's meet Rory, the snowplow guy, one of my favorite characters. Um, so <laughs> we sort of switch between Henry with Rory and Audrey. Um, talking to Shannon. Um, <laughs> but Rory is is uh, their snowplow guy and um, oh, Henry just not a little bit. What? what? What did you just say? I just couldn't hear you. I said uh, Rory's the snowplow guy, and Henry's trying to get rid of him. Uh, anyway, yeah. <laughs> um, Audrey is nice to Shannon, 
Shannon momentarily reaches her phone, but um, Audrey doesn't want her swearing around the baby. And then Audrey takes the phone away and sets up the alibi on the dating app. And uh, some guy, you know, clicks on Shannon's picture and he asks DTF and uh, Audrey's like, what is that? And then she figures it out. <laughs> well, if you can't say it, you shouldn't do it. <laughs> She's a great. She's, She's great. the best. The best. She says um, that Shannon has probably noticed they set this all up and that, you know, this took a lot of planning. And she said, no one has more time than a grieving family. No one. All right. So then they go. Uh, Audrey takes Henry to this dead crow and she puts some of her own blood on the crow and then reads some um, Latin. And I just wrote that we can assume that Sheila <laughs> and everyone else in the cast never took Latin, but, um, <laughs> or they're mispronouncing it on purpose, but. Yeah. I mean, to that, to that point at the end when Ian is, is going through the book and every other word is auditorium. I haven't taken Latin, but I just have a feeling. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I should have looked it up. That part at the end, he mispronounces a word over and over. Um, he's he's saying obscuro, and it's obsecro. So he and he just keeps doing it over. And, and this is right after he has said, "You guys are like mispronouncing the Latin." But I enjoyed it a lot. <laughs> so anyway, it's something like a soul for a soul, pay, uh, pay it back, or something like that. And um, the crow comes back to life, and Henry's like, "We can't." you know, bring things back from the dead. And Audrey says, I can. I've been doing it all morning. <laughs> it's so good. There could I be a movie it. here of just Audrey going around yes. reviving things. Yes. I'd watch it. I'd watch it. Totally watch it. It's just amazing to see these two people, like, f well, especially Audrey, just kind of like fumble with something and they kind of like don't know exactly what they're doing except that thing is satanic like <laughs> rituals like i just find that so it tickles me pink <laughs> so yeah at this point it is i think like after you said that i just started thinking about older people learning like new technologies <laughs> i know well i'm saying that having just like you know x out of this whole podcast for about 10 minutes but like you know the hilarity of that of like this the roadblocks of just that in the comparison to this sort of satanic ritual just I mean there's so much there's so much gold there <laughs> so at, at this point would would we have established uh, that they're part of a a group that goes to a library I don't want to reveal it if no, it hasn't been revealed yet. That's, that's what that's the next part is because okay. they let's, have just to, get, let's just get to it then. So something like, um, we need to keep up appearances. And so, um, and we, I guess we just assume, you know, I don't know, going to church or, you know, going to the supermarket, but it's actually uh, going to this black mass. That Club? takes place in like the the fucking the like public library. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. The like <laughs> private meeting rooms. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's it's so good. I enjoy this so much. I, I'm I'm stoked that 
it, it's absurd, obviously, but it's like also the the public library would probably try to be as inclusive as possible. So like, <laughs> yeah. I, I guess so. Satanists can meet here if you'd like. Whatever. So, do What's you guys like want to talk meeting? about like, They just have like, little <laughs> snacks on the counter. And, like... I love I love the politics uh, of the Satanist group. And like yes. the the right. we have like Ian, who is the comb over uh, <laughs> blonde comb over, whose face looks like like out of this world. Uh, yes. he looks like a, a not a real person, right? It's like a CGI it's character. So yes, what? I had to look him up just to make sure that was like really human, and he looks like that. That's yeah, that's his face. That's <laughs> <laughs> it's so bananas. Yeah, I, th- I feel like he, it looks like a cryptid. He, he exists in like the uncanny valley. Like he like he's an android, just like automatoming around. <laughs> so we have Ian, and then there's I think her name's Yolanda, and um, Ian hates Yolanda. Um, well, we'll find out that Ian hates all women but he doesn't he, he doesn't do good with people uh but yes <laughs> particularly women he's like an incel he's like an incel character yeah, yeah. I, I heard a review of this movie and and the person was not happy with the portrayal of this this guy so i wanted to talk about that with you guys <laughs> oh please let's maybe, do it maybe a little later <laughs> uh, okay so we flash back to when shannon found out she was pregnant um she wasn't into it um she doesn't have a partner she didn't even know his name and Henry's like typing to his wife on the computer. We got one. <laughs> and, Amazing. Um, <laughs> he asks her if he can take her picture. And she says, should I say cheese? And he says, say miracle. And he takes her picture. Well, and there's this great moment where he's like, he's like, looks like he's about to cry and he's so happy. And yeah. she- and she's like, like he says something like, "Yes, it is great." And she just looks at him, and he's like, "Oh, um, I'm sorry." <laughs> like he's having the best day of his life. <laughs> so I had mentioned that uh, Siege is like distinctly Canadian, and then anything for Jackson tries to appear American, and this is the scene where it happens to appear American because. Uh, um, Henry says, uh, yes. and, and I quote, I can give you options out of state, right. unfortunately, which seems oddly prescient. Uh, yes. Kind of yes. Certain things in Texas right now that are insane. But he should yeah. have said out of province. Yes. Yeah. We, in Canada, we have provinces. Uh, yeah. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> good uh, yeah. Okay. S- same, same, same deal, but di- different designation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I hadn't even just totally went right past me. So. Okay, then we shift back to the present. I didn't get what they were doing to her, you guys. Are, were they taking her blood? She's got Ooh, this, this thing question. coming out of her nose. And um, I don't know. She Anyway, so she says, oh, my God. And then Audrey says, you won't find him here, dear. And then uh, Audrey's doing the Latin again. It's something like, we beg of you to open the doors to hell. Um, unlock this home, and you uh, did so much research. <laughs> I was I was doing the Duolingo course on Latin for a while because <laughs> I'm I like languages. Anyway, so Jackson yeah. appears, and everybody can see him, and. 
they say, come and take the baby. And uh, so cute. Come and get him. Come and get him, Jackson. <laughs> um, anyway, well, Sir Gott is that giant crow creature, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, okay. So very Sir Gott appears. Yeah, very scary. And Audrey's like losing her shit and, you know, averting her eyes and everything. Then that ghost disappears and Shannon seems to be okay. But then Henry's in bed and the flossing ghost appears. Eek! Do you guys someone want to describe the flossing ghost? Yes. Stefan, why yes. don't you take it? Oh, All right. Stefan. Go ahead. Uh, I, I really feel like Matt should because I am like largely uncomfortable with this. Oh yeah, you okay. oh yeah, that, that's yeah, correct. I mean of you i know it was it was really me um i i for one um very much uh, could not get enough of this scene um i don't know i was fucking obsessed um so yeah he thinks he's seeing audrey um there's there's a woman doing some uh, very careful and dubious ministrations uh of flossing her teeth um <laughs> And we, the audience, know that this is obviously sinister, but he he's just going on talking about, like, you know what? You're right. Everything's going to be fine. I should always listen to you. <laughs> and, and he hears this little noise because it's the sound of, like, one of her teeth, like, falling on the ground, which, I mean, the fucking sound effects for this were perfect. Um and then we see, actually, it's this demented ghost lady who is – she's – like just the way that her mouth looks is incredible. And she has, you know, sticking her very exaggerated like motion of how you would like floss and she's doing it so hard, obviously like her teeth are coming out and it's just a fucking chef's kiss. And it's so, I love, I love ghosts like these that are, I mean, not specifically, but you know, like stuff that is just wrong, like, but it's not wrong as in, super otherworldly it's just like this should not be happening like and i just felt like that was so good like you really didn't need anything over the top visualizations it's just this alone is so horrifying and she begins to like slowly walk towards him and like more teeth fall out and um he is saved when audrey like you know the real audrey is there and she's like dude dude what's wrong (laughs) there's a great um article from fangoria about how they did the makeup and um, I'll put it in the show notes, but um, that's just like so fucking scary. <laughs> yeah, that that ghost in particular, really, not that I'm interested in going into any sort of detail on Hereditary yet, but like <laughs> that really reminded me of one of um, one of the scenes near the end with her neck. Um, and yeah. A lot of the- he really exactly. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not dancing right now. Just... <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh. kind of reminded me of yeah of some of the visuals and themes for sure from from that one. Well, then we get the um, I guess the obligatory um, <laughs> receptionist scene <laughs> at uh, Henry's office there's a police officer there and she wants to discuss Shannon Becker's disappearance because Shannon was a patient of Henry's. So Henry fucks up. He deviates from the plan a little bit with his alibi here. And he says that he saw her outside his house. 
Um, so that's a little bit of like legit the worst thing you could have said, like <laughs> outside of your house. Oh yeah. Here's my home address. Please check out my house next time. Cause that's the last place she was seen alive. Yeah. It's, he, he's bad at kidnapping. I think we should establish this. Straight <laughs> he's not good. Uh, not good. It, but, but it also works for his character though, because he seems yes. like more of the, he's the unwilling, not unwilling because he's participating in it and he's complicit in it at the very least. Uh, he doesn't seem like he's like as gung-ho as Audrey in these yes, endeavors. He's only totally. doing it. It's, it's very clear that she's the driving force. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So there's a knock on the front door and we see the trick or treat ghost. And this is Audrey's ghost. It's, you know, size of a child in a ghost costume and it's just keeps saying trick or treat. So she's like, this is really cruel. Like, I don't know who you are, who put you up to this, but this is very cruel. Then the ghost knocks on the back door. Then the ghost is inside the house and um, Henry is on the phone. I guess she calls Henry and she's like, she's, she's trying to get me. And he says, well, maybe you should give her your soul. And then he starts saying trick or treat, trick or treat. Then (laughs) the ghost is gigantic and it's in the elevator inside the house. And it's like, how tall is this ghost? You guys like 12 feet tall. It's quite large. Yeah. So tall. Um, Very scary. I don't know why this one scared me a lot. (laughs) But um, okay. So Audrey's with Shannon um, and she tells Shannon, my daughter came to see me. And then she tells her that the daughter used to always go as a ghost. Um, I guess we've established by this point that the daughter's dead. Because Shannon says, did you ever try to bring her back? And Audrey says she doesn't think that she can be brought back. And she just sort of drops it. We'll get a little more later. Audrey goes to make cookies. And (laughs) Shannon springs into action. She knocks the nanny cam bear on the floor. and. but we now Shannon's ghost appears and it's Twisty Troy, the actor Twisty Troy. Oh my God. He's, he's a in so much stuff. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he's in a lot of Canadian stuff too. He's in uh, Channel Zero, which was made in Alberta. Uh, he's in the third season of that, or sorry, the fourth season. He's in the Dream Door. He's also in The Void, uh, which I think is what mm. made him popular. Oh, uh, yeah. The, I don't like. I, I sorry. I like the void. It's not a good movie. Um, I like the void. Okay. 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 Good. Good. We, we, we high five. <laughs> Mac, oh, did I, you did you see the void? I did. I was not a fan, but I respect okay. your opinion. Okay. Thank you. It, it just like it checks boxes, and I'm it, like, there's enough boxes that are checked that I'm like, okay, this is a thing that I'm into. Uh, yeah. But it's it's it's. I I think I. I couldn't defend its merits is what I'm saying. It's like unnecessarily dour. Uh, Its plot is is incomprehensible at times, but uh, Steve Kostansky, who's a huge like prosthetics guy within film in, uh, in Ontario, uh, you know, spent a lot of his personal time creating monsters for the movie that helps elevate it beyond what it could have been. Otherwise that, you know, it's not a good movie, but I enjoy it. Uh, Yeah. This monster, this ghost. So, so this the the man himself is probably he's over six feet tall, isn't he? He's a very tall man. Yeah. Um, and he's a contortionist, and he's also got this plastic bag over his head, which makes it just even 
scarier for some reason. And he does something to her. I'm not exactly sure what, but I don't know if he's chewing on her belly or. Yeah. Okay. Henry stitches her up though. <laughs> um, I don't, I have this in my notes, but I don't know who asked this. Do you think we made a mistake? <laughs> Uh, yes. Something food for thought, I guess. So then we have a flashback of Shannon walking past the house. Now she's into being pregnant. She likes it. Um, and um, so we just get that. She actually does pass by, you know, the doctor's house, but, um, and also she's had a change of heart. So in the present now that I just wrote, the snow is so pretty and there's lots of crows in the backyard. And um, <laughs> Audrey says, is this because of what we did? And he goes, yep, that's because of what we did. <laughs> that's great delivery on that. And he has an excellent line of saying like, I, yes, I notice when there's a murder of crows in my backyard. Ooh, yes. exquisite. Yeah, very good. Uh, Rory, Rory's oh. back. Rory. So, Rory. Um, Henry tries to get him to leave, but uh, Rory <laughs> reveals that he's separated from his wife and he wants to pl- plow for free. Um, <laughs> this Rory, guy. I, I mean, I love this character though. Like, no yes. one wants to plow more than Rory. <laughs> and now he can do it for free. <laughs> but poor Rory. So Audrey's, you know, so Rory's downstairs and, and Henry and Audrey are upstairs and Audrey's wondering why are there so many ghosts though? Um, did we do it all wrong? And then Rory says, no, you did it right. Jackson is in there and he's coming back to you. And then he like folds himself forward into the plow and the rest of him comes out of the plow. There's all this blood and gore and everything all over the place. Amazing. So good. Yeah, I, I love this scene. It's awesome. There's something about that. It's kind of like Amityville Horror, not a great movie. We've established that on the pod. But it's the sequel, sort of... though. <laughs> what? Is it good? Oh, it's god awful, but it's so much fun. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's, it's one of the worst things that's ever committed to cell- celluloid, uh, and it's also amazing. Oh, okay. We we watched uh, Amityville, the, the Ridge, and um, we were surprised at how bad it was. Like, oh, it's a terrible movie, movie, yeah. Yeah. But also we, not fun. No. But there's something about um, Brolin, like he's just like possessed, though. He just has this look, and he's like... I don't know, like just really digging, like <laughs> chopping this wood. And it's just like scary. It's just like, so I don't know, this this thing with Rory just kind of reminded me of that. He just like intentionally throws himself into the plow. I don't know. Yeah, it's also kind of like the omen as well, where mm-hmm. you have like these disciples, yeah, um, you know, like doing things for your cause even if it's getting rid of themselves (laughs) because they're in the way. Yeah. All right. Well, Audrey's inside. She's putting these little cozies over the handcuffs. um, (laughs) It's adorable. It's so sweet. (laughs) And there's a flashback to her her daughter who was in a wheelchair. So um, the Audrey was, the story goes that Audrey was driving the car and she was like fussing with the baby Jackson and he died and the daughter was 
paralyzed because of the accident. And so um, the daughter threw herself down the stairs. It kind of reminded me of what Rory just did. She just sort of tipped herself um, down these stairs. Well, back in, uh, <laughs> I don't know why this makes me laugh, but Henry is trying to bury the bits of Rory <laughs> wrapped in these black plastic bags. It's like he's, there's, he's not. This isn't it's the poorest work. effort I've ever seen. of Somebody trying to dispose of a body in film. It's like, here's a little bit of snow. Also, I, there's got to be so much blood and body, like, in his own yard. There's Anyway, but so Detective Bellows calls, and she insists on coming to the house. Um, and Henry, like, loses his shit. He's, like, just, like, shouts. Um, and he rushes home on foot. And this is so pretty, all the snow. And when Henry gets to the house, Bellows draws a gun on him, and she makes him kneel and put his um, hands behind his head. And she tells Shannon, it's all okay. She just needs to do one more thing. And she puts the gun under her jaw and she pulls the trigger. And all the sound is muted, um, which is a great effect. So (laughs) now Henry has to drive Bellow's car to where he has dumped Rory's truck. (laughs) And Ian the incel arrives. (laughs) And his true character comes out um, in this scene. They have a book that they, I don't know how they got this book, but he thinks it might be the oldest book in the world. Um, It's written in all these different languages and they tell him what they've done and they point to these different pages and stuff. And he's like, you guys got your translations all wrong. And you've invoked Surgot. What the fuck? Like he's the one who unlocks the gate between us and the tormented souls. And he's like, what host do you use? And so then they bring him up to Shannon um, Ian says Jackson isn't in her, but he can be. Um, but Shannon has to for sure die because you're trading a life for a life. Ian will help tomorrow, but he wants the book and he wants $10,000. <laughs> and he also tells them to get kosher rock salt. As we learned demand- from. Very demandy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if Buffy the I mean, Vampire also, Slayer like, hasn't taught us anything. <laughs> yeah. I like it also that he's not going to help today, but tomorrow. No, tomorrow, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ian's character, uh, is, uh, specifically where it goes, I think is like haunting. Uh, like, it, it's, it's like an expository line later on, but it's it's it's, it's just, it, it. a lot of this just, the, this movie keeps spinning. So mm-hmm. you, you have a couple abducting somebody, then you find out that they're doing like essentially like a reverse exorcism where they want to like imbue a child with like their ghost ghost of, of their grandson. Uh, and then they're also Satanists. <laughs> just like, it keeps <laughs> going and going and, and like subverting your expectation, expectations of like where this is going. And I find that like very, very interesting. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's great. I mean, Shannon Also, is- the, the director does Christmas movies mostly. Yeah. <laughs> he, I know. This Hallmark movie, like Hallmark Christmas movies, like in the writer as well. Yeah. That's- I think that might be what happens when you do a lot of Hallmark movies. It's like, <laughs> you gotta kill some puppies, then. <laughs> uh, my, my sound mixer that works like on all my stuff does work with Vortex, who's the company that made this. And he's making a Christmas movie with them right now. Like, literally. Oh, I think wow. This is his last shoot day right now. 
Oh, they went back to making Christmas movies after this? Oh, they make mostly Christmas movies. That's oh, okay. Is, that's where you make money, oddly enough, is making Christmas I, I movies. I that, yeah. I, <laughs> I thought it odd. was that they sort of like, that wasn't their first choice, but, you know, when they got the opportunity, they did this. But, okay. Um, <laughs> anyway, so Shannon is is telling Henry, you know, she can be a mother to Jackson, and they're old, and she's young, and... Henry's like, no, <laughs> but they already made a deal with the devil and they made that deal the day that Jackson died. And Audrey was so depressed and she sunk so far down and he couldn't lift her up out of that. So he just sank down with her. I love that oh, so much. That was great. Isn't it also revealed, however, that Audrey was the one driving the car that yes. killed Jackson? Mm-hmm. And the, yeah. yeah. Henry says he does everything. For Audrey. I love that line. So Bellow's ghost comes in and she shoots herself again. <laughs> and Amazing. Shannon says that she hopes that happens for the rest <laughs> of Henry's life. <laughs> Great. <laughs> um, I didn't write a lot about this because I thought it was a little cliche, but Ian's in his basement listening to like, I don't know. Swedish bad, bad, or something. Yeah, it's, it's not great. I like, I grew up listening to like metal and hardcore and punk, and like that is terrible fucking music. It's, it's tr- <laughs> truly abhorrent. It's but also it's perfect for his character. Yeah, uh, you know his character room, sucks. His characters and the room is like just it's not soundproofed, but he's like got plastic like taped everywhere around it, and his mother is trying to get him to come to dinner and he's like, no mom. And he's just like yelling at her. <laughs> it's just not fucking hungry. <laughs> you know how much I would shit. fucking kill for somebody to make me a home ah, meal? I know, right? So the next morning Ian's back. Um, Bellow's ghost has been shooting herself all night. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> uh, there's more Latin. We relinquish this one to you, Satan. And Ian lays the salt line. He says, don't cross it. Um, <laughs> and then he makes um, Henry lay these dead mice in the yard. <laughs> okay. Um, and Ian tells Henry that Shannon must die. But if Satan senses Henry is not ready, they will all die. And Henry asks, this really will work, right? And Ian tells him not to doubt him in his presence ever again. That was amazing. Um, Shannon realizes Audrey is lying about keeping her alive. And Audrey is such a sweetheart. She's just painting this red pentagram on the floor. <laughs> With blood. Yeah. You know, that's what they were. Do- okay. Th- okay. I got it. I put it together. Yeah. Okay. Finally. <laughs> they were drawing her blood for the pentagram. I. Yeah. Penny finally dropped. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> All right, so Shannon, like, it's a red, red paint, of course. All right, Shannon, <laughs> Shannon gets Audrey out of the room by saying she, oh, Audrey, uh, Shannon says that she's hungry, and Audrey's like, oh, I'll make you a sandwich. Shannon gets one hand free, and she pours water on herself to say that her water broke. Back to Ian, he's complaining about that stupid skank at church. And um, Yolanda calls Henry and says that Ian snapped. She's been he calling He killed his him. mom last night, and he put symbols all over the walls. So, um... Oh, the haunting revelation of Ian is, like, gross. Like, the... Yes. Oh, the, like, killing his mother... It's uh, so horrible. 
is so gross. The the way he was acting like with her like when while I was in the basement yelling at her. Uh, you also have the Satanist uh, political dick games that are going on. That are just like, <laughs> yes, uh, I find adorable, but also like he's just such like. This is how how I'd mentioned that, like, oh, we go from, like, the reverse exorcism to Satanists, and now we have this character who we had thought was just kind of like an obnoxious Satanist, now it turned out to be, like, a monster. Yeah. Uh, I think this movie does, like, a lot of reverses that makes it, you know, interesting. I think this is another scene where I'm like, oh, this is is some decent writing, guys. I don't know. Yeah. And I feel like it was haunting because it was, like, when you first see Ian, I mean, like, the image I have of the average of the average Satanist is just like, oh, it's just like a dude who is into this, you know, and that's yeah. just I didn't think anything sinister from him at all. And like, on the contrary, I thought he was going to be really freaked out. So but I still believed it, though, when he was revealed to be like crazy. I was like, well, yeah, OK, <laughs> like I, I can see that. <laughs> Sensible. Yeah, he seems completely harmless. And I think that's what we're supposed to think. And I think there's also kind of power in him having this power because Mm -hmm. it is like, you know, it is these people that (laughs) can seem very harmless. And then once they get some of it and I don't know, Mm -hmm. I don't know where I'm going with this, but, um, well, it's like we were saying about Chester before. He was like just living for that day when he could like, yeah. you know. And this is Ian's day. I mean, he's yeah. just like really coming to his own here. <laughs> Shannon's really going for it. Like she's she's just really simulating labor. Ian disturbs the salt line, and he's fucking idiot. I know, Nick. <laughs> He says, we beg to join us at the table. Come take your throne. Come with us. We offer souls to you as a vessel. And I think what he's done here is he's said, you know, take take whoever you want, Satan. Yeah. Like, um, everybody's up for grabs. <laughs> um, <laughs> he carves upside down crosses into the soles of his feet, which I did like. Because um, then when he walks, you know, these upside down crosses are yes on the ground. <laughs> Who thinks of that? It's like so... <laughs> <laughs> So Shannon grabs Audrey kind of like as a hostage and Ian says to Henry, this is bigger than your fucking bitch wife. <laughs> and he, Ian stabs Audrey. A mother is a mother. Oh God. What, what, a, what a rude person. So rude. I thought Canadians were nice. <laughs> <laughs> Not this weird automaton CGI yeah. guy. Uh, yeah. He looks like a non-person. <laughs> But Shannon gets Ian, and then, this is odd too, Ian is attacked by a giggling masturbator ghost. That was, yeah, a little bit odd to me. I have to say, uh, the ghost stuff for me is like the weakest component of this movie. Uh, and I know that like the 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 flossing person is like effective for you guys, but like I like could have done without almost all of it, where I'm like, I don't really care. Like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's just a taste, though. I mean, like, some people might like that the most, uh, you know, that's, uh, the, the, <laughs> the diverse opinions you welcome when you make a movie, I suppose. Yeah. This movie has like a lot of stuff. I mean, we've got all these, yeah. we've got these demons, we've got the ghosts, we've got the, you know, the horror that is Ian. <laughs> um, I, I really feel like they, 
the stuff that with the people surprisingly like killing themselves is so strong. Yes. Yeah. I feel like it, because both of them are just so shocking. Like when, you know, the cop says, I just have to do this one thing. It's like, oh my God. Like it's horrible. And I think Quinn, you made such a great comparison to the omen. It's so eerie too. It's like, it's all for you. Like that's so scary. It's super Yeah, scary. I think I, I agree with you, Stefan. I feel like I could have done without them. I felt like, I don't know. It's a, it's I a hat wearing a hat. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you could have one hat and you're fine. Putting on two yeah. hats, just, you just look silly a little bit. That's a good point. I hadn't thought of it like that. But I, yeah, I think it would have been just fine. Well, would you, would you want just the flossing ghost? Though, Stefan. <laughs> I mean, we, we are there like trading cards. We're like passing across the like, table. I'll, I'll trade you one flossing ghost for the weird masturbating ghost that is never established before okay. in the movie. Yeah. Here's what I think. I think the contortionist ghost we could have done away with because I think why does Shannon have to be haunted? She, you know, I mean, yeah. She, but but for Henry and Audrey to be haunted, that makes sense to me. Yeah. But. Yeah, so I, I do think like the, the the ghost of the child as well as the ghost of her uh, her actual child. So 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 grandchild and child make sense within the context of the story. So like the uh, the, the traditional cut out eye ghost works, and mm-hmm. like the seeing the child uh, her child work, or so the the child of her grandchild's ghost works as well. But like everything else, I'm just like I, I don't know. Um, yeah, and it's supposed to be because they have this this whole situation set up, so they've made themselves vulnerable to every spirit. Yeah, who is in purgatory. Yeah, they've unlocked like they've unlocked the gate. Yeah, so I get it that there's like a lot a lot of them, and then like the masturbating guy and the twisty guy. Well, they don't necessarily make sense. They're just like coming out of purgatory, but yeah, but. More or less. But I also yeah. feel like they're like specialized to the person, you know. Um, well, yeah. But I don't. I do. Well, I just feel like the twisty person is like so overused now, like the contortionist. Yes. I'm like, it's not scary. Uh, I, I feel bad for the actor mostly. <laughs> We're yeah. just like, poor guy, man. He's like, his, his party trick is now just like been co opted by horror movies. Yeah, yeah. that's true. I don't know. Uh, yeah, it, it's it's like I, I did like it in in Channel Zero. I thought it was like a very interesting, but it made sense because it was like kind of like a clown character that was like existed. Did you see it at all? By the way, am I, I just did. like like an insane person here? It. I saw so, the first two seasons. Right, there's four. There's four. Yeah. It, and then I started better. watching the third, and I was like, I don't think I can do this. And then I started watching the fourth, and I got like four episodes in, and so no, the answer is no. I watched the one too. <laughs> I think that'll sound <laughs> I don't know like what you're talking about because I got to the point and saw that. Yeah. You know, because he's in the fourth season, right? He's like yeah. the thing that she drew when she was little. Yeah. yeah. So I'm glad I'm not just talking about something random that nobody has any <laughs> interaction with whatsoever. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm a proponent of that series. I think it gets better as it goes along. Uh, the second season has Seamus Patterson in it, which is my friend's little brother, which I'm excited oh, about. I'm like, oh, good job, little, little guy. Little guy? <laughs> oh, I'm 
uh, he, he's in a, a not a good movie, unfortunately, but he's in uh, uh, Simon Barrett's new movie Seance um, as well. Uh, not a good movie, though. I, I apologize. Don't watch it or, or watch it. I don't know. <laughs> it has an insane twist that somehow begs you to watch it, but you have to get through a lot in order to get there. And uh, I don't know. Might not be worth your time. I don't know. We'll watch a lot of questionable stuff for Squad. <laughs> yeah. That could, that could be included then, please. Yeah. So Henry implores Shannon to forgive us, and he spits out blood. A demon, Vanth, crawls out of Henry's prone body. Shannon runs into all the ghosts. <laughs> um, and Vanth... Um, I thought it was the devil, but it was Vanth, sorry, um, is in the house with the creature with all the horns in the face. The blood puddles of Henry and Audrey meet. I, I uh, love that. Shannon grabs the keys and runs into Rory. <laughs> I love this scene. She, this is great. Okay, but this was a little different too because when he was alive, he said that his wife had, no, he, he had cheated on his wife, right? But as a ghost, he's saying, "You cheated, <laughs> you bitch." I think, I think this is like just his evil, you know. <laughs> okay, evil Rory, like evil Rory. Know, yeah, doesn't have to be based in any reality. Yeah, so, I think I missed that. That he said that he cheated, or he said I made a mistake, or I fucked up, or something like that. So I don't think he owned up. So maybe his mistake was like ignoring his partner, and mm. then she, you know, you know, yeah, go go look out for yourself, and she just, you know, that had is. an affair. But I don't know. This is largely <laughs> speculative, <laughs> like like most of the things I say. Well, that makes a lot know. of sense. I'm, I'm just trying to make excuses. No, but instead of movies. just totally like flipping on what. I know the character had said before. Yeah. Yeah, and he, he kind of says some weird line about how am I gonna see the kids? Or it's a very funny, like it's a very weird specific line as a ghost to to say <laughs> to Shannon while she's trying to leave. Something like, If you don't answer the phone, how am I gonna see the kids? I yeah. don't know. <laughs> but that makes sense if he's such a new spirit. I mean, he is tormented. I mean, he probably doesn't know what the fuck is going on so she looks up into the house into the room and jackson is there but is taken by somebody um probably vanth right (laughs) um shannon drives into the woods and vanth appears up ahead um walking across the road and she stops looks at shannon and then just continues walking across and then shannon feels stirring in her belly and that's mm-hmm. the end. Love it. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, I don't know. This is a, a fun movie that I, you know, when we were talking about what we would like to cover for an episode, where I was like, I mean, I I thought it was okay at the time when oh, I yeah. watched it and rewatched it. And I was like, this is actually a ton of fun, and I, I appreciate it uh, existing. Yeah. I yeah. Love it. <laughs> I liked it too. And, and, you know, the more that we talked about it, I do agree about the ghosts and the sort of monsters. And I do think, I mean, I love Ian in this, but 
You took me way out of it because I had to go to IMDb. I like looked into it because I was like, what is they look like this? So, I mean, it's not like, I don't know. In this role, like maybe it's with his costuming and stuff. It just seemed like he had been made up to look weird and crazy, like not crazy, but whatever. So that took me out of this. But that's my only complaint. I love I loved this old couple. I oh, want yeah. to see, I want to see like um Francis Conroy and Audrey oh, like yes. as, you know, sisters and maybe some Patricia Clarkson rolled in there. I'd be into that. Yeah. yeah. What's the guy who plays the in the remake of A Nightmare on Elm Street, Freddy? What's the actor's name? Haley. Uh, it looks like that the Satanist is wearing a prosthetic mold of that guy's face on his own face. <laughs> that's, that's what he looks like. Uh, not that I want to shame this poor guy. I know. know. I, I hope know, this actor like, never listens to this. Yeah. yeah I'd be so embarrassed. I don't think he was it. trying to be handsome. I mean, I think it's fine. No, but that's what he looks like. I know. <laughs> but that's why he got the job. I mean. Poor guy. I was like so convinced I recognized him from another movie and I was like combing his IMDb and I'm like, I've seen him in something that I can I recognize him from because his face is just like unforgettable. It's like seared yeah, into your brain after you see it. You just, you, just you did see a ghoul and that's what yeah. you were thinking of. Yeah, when I first saw him, I actually, for some reason, immediately thought of Children of the Corn and Malachi, and I don't know his name either, but he's a great actor, and of course, years in, you know, difference, like, that he could never be this person because of age and whatever, but he's striking in that way that I think the actor who plays Malachi is also quite striking. I don't... I just want to well, leave that might be my last word on Ian because I feel like I've been really, really, really. All right, I know you said age separates them as as a reason why Malachi is not Ian. What if? What Uh-oh. if? Uh oh. Plastic surgery <gasps> has given us Ian, and he is Malachi. Oh my God. <laughs> is this an explanation as to why he looks that way? It also is striking in, in a way that uh, Malachi was. Yeah, and maybe it's like a new plastic surgery for people who want to look not human and very quite pointy. <laughs> Does this Going guy have a line being like, hey, did you get surgery to look uglier, you ugly piece of shit? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, does this guy have like a lot of credits? Uh, and he's like a new, newish. Uh, Are you even I, working? I, 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 Ugly. I, he, he, he is working because I mean, look at his IMDb okay. profile picture. It is his face straight up. Uh, so he's in he was in Polar with Mads Mikkelsen, which I never watched, but it's like a I believe it's like a revenge story. Um, not entirely sure. He was in Moonfall. Uh, the new Roland Emmerich We Destroy Everything, including the Moon movie. Uh, he's in the new Resident Evil movie. Uh, with, with the trailer, by the way, seemed hugely problematic, not to like have a huge tangent about it, but uh, it, it sounded like they were like trying to like 
it was almost like a, a vaccine deniers wet dream trailer where they're like you don't believe the science like blah 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 and like, the, the t-virus is almost like the like an al- uh, an allegory for the covid vaccine we're like what the fuck is going on in this movie uh anyways uh he's also in c uh, which is a television show on apple tv that nobody watches because it's on apple tv uh and- I excuse me. Um, Quinn watches Apple TV. Oh, you do. Oh yeah, I do. I love uh, a lot of Apple TV, but I haven't watched C. That's not up my alley at all. It's. I don't it think it's up anybody's so alley. Even people guy, with Apple TV have not seen this. <laughs> I, oh, this, that's I, unfortunate. This guy looks. It's, it looks like bad. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> I, there's no, and he's there's five, no makeup. Six. He's not even. How old is he? You know, um, obviously, um, he doesn't have a biography. IMDb. No, he doesn't. He's just he's just come into being. He's just been created. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you guys! I'm getting really silly. Josh Critis, Critis. Josh, we we love you, and we really liked your performance. Yeah, he's great. You, um, we wish you well. Yeah, that's all I have. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we've, we've we've exhausted everybody. Well, host, thanks so much for joining us for this episode. Next week, Mac and I will kick off season four with another special episode—a retrospective on our first year. Well, thank you so much for joining us for this episode. We hope you'll come back next week when we kick off season four with Thailand's The Pool and from the U.S. Crawl. Thank you so much for your support. Look us up on social media if you'd like to connect. And remember, we love you and don't go into the basement. <laughs>